Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. This 25th of May, 2023, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today. To all our partners of Andrew Womack Ministries in Uganda, we thank you and appreciate you for the financial support you render to us to take the gospel as far and deep in the world. Truly because of you, the gospel reaches the whole body of Christ. We speak a blessing unto your lives and families and exceeding prosperity. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's about the purpose of God in my life, in everybody else's life, is in us, through us. You know what, little me, I can go out and do big things for God. And that, that keeps me going, to know that every day I can wake up and God's gonna use little me in a big way. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my final week to be teaching on how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will. I've actually got a lot more to say if you get all of my materials. We've got three sets of DVDs. Either taken from my television programs or from a live meeting where I teach. I have uh, three albums on uh, how to find God's will. Three on how to uh, follow God's will. And then three on how to fulfill God's will. We'll be giving out all of that information at the end of the program. On last week, I began to start touching about how to fulfill God's will. You know, this whole series that I've been doing is about how to find God's will. You can't fulfill it if you don't know what God's will for your life is. And then you have to follow God's will. It's not just automatic. You have to cooperate with God. And then you have to finish properly. You know, there's a lot of people that start following God and seeking God, but they don't finish well. And you know, I think it's Ecclesiastes 7 8 that says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And I tell you, anybody can start. 
But it's how you finish that really counts. And there are so many people that have started, you know, in anything. It could be business, it could be uh, just all kinds of things. And they start well, but then they get waylaid along the way. And they don't ever finish what God wants them to do. Them. Bible is just full of stories like that. Last week, I started sharing from First First uh, Kings chapter seventeen about Elijah. And how he heard from God, he knew God's will. He followed what God told him to do. Then went and spoke to the king. But then in the last stage, he had to obey what God told him to do. And I was really emphasizing from 1 Kings 17, 4, that God sent the provision to where Elijah was told to go, not where Elijah was. And that is such a powerful truth. That I could go back and reteach that. If you've missed any of this, please get the material. Because the scripture says that God commanded the ravens to feed Elijah there. Not where Elijah was. God did not send his provision to where he was, but rather where he told him to go. That is so important. That in order to see God's provision, not only financially, but emotionally, in success as far as whatever God's called you to do, you have to learn to obey. Obedience is how you actually fulfill God's will in your life. And I mentioned this last week, but there's a lot of people that have gotten a revelation of grace. That actually think that obedience is just a bad thing. That they came out of a legalistic background. 
where they were taught that God moves in response to them. And if you don't do everything right, God won't bless you. God will even curse you and do bad things. I don't agree with that at all. I believe that God's grace is how he calls us and deals with us. And God loves us in spite of who we are. Not because of who we are, but does that rule out obedience? Absolutely not. Nedda. I think it's Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, if I'm not mistaken. It says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You do need to obey God. God has a plan for you. And I've already dealt with these things in the last four weeks. Again, please get these materials because what I'm saying today is based on things that I previously said. But God has a purpose for your life. It was determined before you were even born, according to uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 4. Following, I've already dealt with that. And God chose you when you were in the womb. God had a plan for your life. But it's not going to automatically come to pass. You have complete control over your life. And God is not going to force you to obey him. But if you want to see God's will, perfect will, fulfilled in your life, you do need to obey. You need to follow God. And so Elijah had to go there where God told him to go in order to see the provision. Now, if Elijah hadn't have gone there, which was at the brook Cherith, where God told him to go, if Elijah hadn't have obeyed, God said that he had already commanded the ravens to spring the food and the bread. So they were already on their way. The provision was still going there. 
but he wouldn't have ever seen it. Neateria yalisigadewa nenjalange murumanga abantu abalala nenga tobugabirizije buli eri. And likewise there are some of us that God has asked us to do something. Has led us, you may have even known what it was, started following in that direction. But if you don't obey and follow his leadership, you won't see that provision. Not because God didn't give it. God by grace is faithful and he's going to continue to give that provision, but you'll miss it if you aren't all there. You've got to go there where God tells you to go. Gundi, olino kugenda katonda jakugambi kugenda ofune. And let me just share with you, this is something that's really intriguing. About Elijah, that most people don't know. When I've got an entire teaching on this entitled Lessons from Elijah. I haven't got time to go through all that. You could call in, you could get that material. But over in the 19th chapter, after Elijah had already called fire down out of heaven, he had seen the entire nation repent and turn towards the Lord. And I mean, Elijah literally killed the 400 prophets of Baal and the 450 prophets of the grove. That's 850 people that he slew with the sword. And I mean, he just got rid of this evil. Praise God, we live under a different covenant, but the same attitude is good where you resist evil and you don't just play with it and allow it to stay. You just destroy evil. There's still applications of that for us today. And anyway, he had these great successes, but in the 19th chapter of 1 Kings, Jezebel, the queen, heard about what he had done. And look at this. It says in in 1 Kings chapter 19, in verse 2 it says, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life like the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. The them that it's talking about 
aweze beri na tumireria umubaka na yogira anti. Baka tundaba ankole buwebatio no kuchira uo. Bwesifolo obulamu buo okuba ngobulamu buomu kwa abo encha. Bwebuliba nga kampegano umanyiba nubayo gira ko are the prophets that Elijah slew with the sword. Remember, this was 850 people. And I can just imagine, there's no way that he could have done that without being covered in blood. Without seeing 850 corpses. This was such a vivid image, I'm sure, in his mind. And Jezebel says, God do to me and more also if I don't make your life like the life of one of them. And look at this next verse. It says, and when he saw that, when he saw himself dead like one of those people that he had killed the day before. He saw it. He took his eyes off of Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith. He got to seeing what the enemy had said to him. And he saw himself failing and he ran for his life. Again, I've got teach I've got probably an hour or two hours worth of teaching on what I'm gonna say in just the next few minutes. I'd encourage you to please get that. Uh, it would really bless you. But he ran from Jezebel. He wound up going to the mountain of God. God came to him and spoke to him in this still small voice. And asked him what he was doing there. He should have been back in Israel. Where the revival was taking place. But, but instead, he had run for 30 days and he went to Mount Horeb and he was there in this cave. And so the people had all turned to God. They had seen this great display of God's power. And the guy who God had anointed to preach this revival was running from a woman who sent a note. 
aberenga bulire njiri e yaletero okudizibwa obujja yali atadeke misinde yali aduke misinde olwaka baluwa akali kasindikiddwo mukazi I don't doubt that Jezebel wanted to kill Elijah, but if she really had just wanted him dead. Sigeza kuku kulengeza insonga yokubanti Jezebel yoni yali agala kuteria neyamazima gegano singa dala yali ategeza chi yali ategeze zanti yali agala kumuta. She would have sent a sword. Yali badda tumireriye chiso. Sikabaluwa. A messenger with a sword, not a messenger with a note. Neyali badda subulo kumutumira. Omubaka eyaine chitala okumuta. So mubake ya ina kabaluwa okumuti isa. She was just intimidating him. Echitegeza na bachalunu yezebeli ya liageza kukutisa tiso msajja wa mukama. The public opinion had turned against her. Ulukubanti abantubo nabu 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 bali batandiso kumuchu ukirangabamu luanyisa. And she really wasn't able to do what she wanted to do. Ere mkasiraku na bachalunu yezebeli ya ita inabu sobozi obana manyu kola biyari agala kola. So she was intimidating him. And he ran and the Lord said, what are you doing here? And look at this in the 15th verse of 1 Kings chapter 19. It says, and the Lord said unto him, go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Saphat, of Abel Mihola, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Nerisa, mutabani wa safati, uwa abelumekola, umufukanga kama futa, ukubani nabimu chifocho. And if you read the rest of this chapter, you know what Elijah did? He immediately went and anointed Elisha to take his place as prophet. And he never did the other two things that God spoke to him. Again, I'm going through this quickly, but if you go back and study it, God was speaking to him in an audible voice. This was a audible voice. He was in the manifest presence of God. God spoke to him in an audible voice and told him to do three things and he only did one of them. Katuna namu gamba kolebi intubi satu. Neeri ya ye mumagezige ya kola kochimu. He anointed his replacement. Yagenda bugenzi nafukama futa kuyo yali agendo kumudida mbigere. Now I'm reading some things into this, but it looks to me like that Elijah had just failed so badly. Neatebino biange mbiongera mbuongezi. Nebu entunulira racheri ya yafuko mafuta mangu kuyo yali agendo kumudida that he just felt like, man, I'm, 
I'm useless. I'm out of here. I quit. And when God told him to do three things, and one of them was anoint his replacement, he went and anointed his replacement. Because he was just basically ready to quit. You know, I'm talking about how to fulfill God's will. Not how to only find God's will. And then start following it, but how to fulfill. Elijah is an example of a person that heard very clearly from God. He went out and did what God told him to do. Call fire down out of heaven. And saw an entire nation repent. This is one of the greatest revivals recorded in the Bible. But he took his eyes off of the Lord. And if, if you go into all of the details, I, I don't have time to verify this. But what it was, he got swelled up with his own press releases. He got to looking at himself and thinking, looking what I have, look what I have done. When the Lord appeared to him, he says, why are you here? He says, he says, because I am the only one seeking the Lord. I've done all of these things. And I, only I, am left to serve you. And the Lord told him, he says, I still have 7,000 people in this nation. Who haven't bowed the knee. Elijah had taken his eyes off of God. He was thinking he was somebody special. He even said over here in the 19th chapter, he says, I'm not any better than my fathers. Take away my life. He was actually asking God to just kill him and get him out of the way. Because now I'm not any better than my fathers. 
Did you know he never was any better than his father? Not even when God was using him. God didn't use Elijah because of his great goodness. He used him because of his obedience. He just was a willing servant and he did what God told him to do. He said in the 18th chapter when he prayed right before the fire fell and consumed the sacrifice. He says, oh God, let them know that I am your servant and that I have done all of these things at your command. This isn't something that Elijah dreamed up. It was because he obeyed God. That's when he succeeded. But once he succeeded, he got so caught up, he thought he was better than his fathers. And he wound up taking his eyes off the Lord. I've said this, I've used this example many times, but it's like flying in an airplane. And if you fly in an airplane and look out the window and get to thinking, man, look who I am. I'm flying at 500 miles an hour. I'm 35,000 feet high. I'm doing a, Look what I am doing. Well, yes, you are flying, but it's not you. It's that plane, and it's your position in that plane that enables you to do that. And if you ever get out of that plane and stand there, you know, just jump out the uh, emergency exit. Uganda Airlines. See how much you'll fly. <laughs> Man, you'll drop like a rock. You, it's not you flying, it's your position in there. It's not Elijah that did all of these things. It was him doing it because he was obeying and listening to God. And it ought to be obvious, but let me just state the obvious. If any of you are listening and didn't make this connection,
That you may have been used by God. God may have done some wonderful things through you, but it is not you that's done it. It's God's power that's done it. It's your position in him. It's you obeying him. And if you ever take your eyes off the Lord and get to saying, man, look what I have done. If you ever get to reading your own press releases and get by end all of that, I guarantee you, you're going to sink like a rock. And that's what Elijah did. And so, out two out of three things that God spoke to him in an audible voice. He didn't do those other two things. He didn't anoint Haziel, and he didn't anoint Jehu. And did you know because of it, again, I'm scanning many chapters here. Because In the Bible, but because he didn't do what God told him to do, Ahab wound up killing a man named Naboth. And taking over his vineyard. And I mean, it was totally wrong. He just had people lie about him and they stoned him to death. And he went down and took over his vineyard. Did you know Naboth would not have died at the hands of Ahab? If Elijah had done what God told him to do and anoint Jehu to be king. Jehu wouldn't have done that. Jehu came and he was very zealous for the Lord and he stopped all of this stuff and he overthrew uh, uh, Jezebel and all of these people. And so anyway, if Elijah had obeyed God and anointed Haziel to be king, or excuse me, Jehu to be king over Israel, then that wouldn't have happened. So the blood of Naboth was on 
Elijah's hands. Echali chitegeza, nti omusai gwe nabosi, gwali kakati, guli kumuto gweria, urokubanti yagano kola katonchadia mugambi kola. And Elijah was also supposed to anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Eda neri yonu, umuntu umalo wukubiri gubamugambo kufukakama futa, gubaita kazayeri. And if he had done that, did you know that later it's accounted that they got surrounded by the Syrians? And they were being starved to death. And it got so bad, the famine inside the city. Got so bad that people were actually selling their dung for large amounts of money. People were eating dung, and there's an account that uh, these women, uh, one of them actually ate their own children. They were cannibalizing each other. They were starving to death. And yet none of that would have happened if they had anointed Haziel to be king over Syria. Syria, that wouldn't have happened. That was because of Elijah's disobedience that all of these things happened. So all of these things happened because Elijah did not completely obey God. And who knows what God's total plan for Elijah would have been. We don't know because he didn't obey in some of these things. But, now here's another great point. Does this mean that if a person falls out by the way, they, they find out God's will, they head in that direction, and they start seeing God's will fulfilled in them. God is using them to accomplish things. But if they make a mistake and uh, don't continue on, does that mean that God just throws them to the side? Man, I hadn't got time again to go through all of the details on this, but if you turn over to 2 Kings chapter 2, you'll find that Elijah walked with God and God came to him, and there was a whirlwind that separated between him and Elisha. 
ya deali ya jemi katonde ya sigala cha atambula na ye nokutusa empewe ya kazimu weyaja ne mwangula kwerisa his replacement and Elijah was actually just caught up into heaven by a whirlwind. Era tulabeeri yono empewe ya kazimu yajja nemu yolawo amagali ne gamutwala muguru. He never died. Eliya tiyafa. He's one of only two people in scripture that never died. Eliya yomukubantu ababiri mu Bible bokaboka abatafa. Now that possible that maybe that happened to somebody else but as far as scripture records. Osanga waliyo mulala atafa. There's only two people, Enoch and Elijah, that never died. And Elijah was just caught up in heaven. And this is after he failed to do two out of three things that God spoke to him in an audible voice to do. Now somebody says, how do you know he failed to do it? Because you can turn over to 2 Kings. I'd have to look it up, but I believe it's chapter 7 and chapter 8. His replacement, Elijah, anointed Jehu to be king over Israel. And his replacement, Elijah, or Elisha, anointed uh, Haziel to be king over Syria. He wouldn't have done those things if Elijah had done it. Elijah failed in two thirds of the things that God was speaking to him here in 1 Kings chapter 19. He didn't fulfill everything that God wanted him to do. And yet that didn't mean that God forsook him. God still loved him and God literally caught Elijah up into heaven. And he never died. He was just taken up into heaven. So now this has a lot of things. What I'm trying to get across here is that in order for us to fulfill God's will for our life, we need to obey. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord. We don't need to become so despondent over things that happen to us that like Elijah, we just say, God, take away my life. Because I'm not better than my father. So go ahead and kill me. You got to fight against all of these things. But if you do fail, 
It doesn't mean that God's going to forsake you. It doesn't mean that God only uses you when you are doing everything right. God still used Elijah to a degree. He went ahead and prophesied to Ahab and Jezebel their destruction. And it came to pass exactly the way that Elijah prophesied. And Elijah prophesied to Ahab's son, Ahaziah, over in 2 Kings chapter 1. And prophesied to him about his judgment that was coming from God. And God used him. And in 2 Kings chapter 1 is where Elijah called fire down from heaven a second time. And killed these soldiers that were coming out against him. God still used Elijah to a degree. And Elijah walked with God to such a degree that he was caught up in heaven. And so God didn't forsake him. But he didn't accomplish everything that God wanted him to do. You know, I really believe that if I was to just quit today, and quit serving God that God will not deny me unless I just totally rejected him which I'm never going to do but if I fail to do what God is leading me to do and for whatever reason I just chose that I've gone far enough I don't want to do anymore I'm retiring today I believe God had still loved me. God had still blessed me. God deals with me by grace. But you know, it's not just about me. It's not about, it's not just about me. Uh, and what God wants to do in my life. God has a purpose for me, and God wants me to touch people's lives. God is speaking to people today. 
Eranzi kiliza neka akati sawa zino katonda ya inaba antumanji bayo gira na besa sawa zino. Through this television program. Okuita kuradio program wenu, neku TV program. God is reaching out to you and God is speaking and showing you some things. Era, okuita munze kuweleza, nzikiliza antikatonda na walimu kuogira na awe ngabu, ngabu mpuliliza ngamburira. There are some of you that may have started in the right direction but you failed along the way. Neche mmanyi, waliyeba mkumenga mpuliliza sawa zino, nga watandi kaburunji, watandi kuweleza. Now you just feel like God, how could you ever love me? You don't love yourself. God is speaking through me and telling you that He still loves you. Katonda, ayogero kuita munzi, nkugambe kati, gundi, nakakawa, jemusi, katonda akwagala. And He still has a plan for you. And the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Romans 11.29 God can still re- restore and revive things that you feel like have lost. But it's not just about you and your relationship with God. That's important, but you have things that God wants to accomplish through you. So you need to obey God. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. God is sending his provision there to where he told you to go. Not necessarily where you are. God is faithful and if we want to see God's will fulfilled in our life we've got to learn to be faithful. Praise God for grace and mercy and if you've failed God still loves you. God will never turn away from you. But if you want to see God's best fulfilled in your life, there is still a place for you being faithful and obeying and doing whatever he said. Just like Mary told those disciples at the wedding in Cana. Whatever he says unto you, do it. That's what you need to do. If you want to see God's will, fulfilled in your life. Then obedience is a big part of that. And I just really want to encourage you with that today. God loves you. But you need to love him and respond and you need to obey what he's telling you to do. Ilomu gondiri, okolire dele chocha njini njini chakugambi okukola.
Thank you for listening to the Gospel Truth Program. We believe that you have been blessed. Please call us on 0200-330-000 to pray with you or to make an inquiry or share your testimony with us. We speak healing into your body and prosperity into your life. You are blessed. Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Mac Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. Every last Thursday of the month, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today.